Yo, what's good, everybody? You're now tuned in to Crockpot Conversations with Anthony D. Sparks. This is a place where I talk about issues that are practical, hopefully in a way that's powerful, to try to give you something that's portable. Thank you so much for listening, and please make sure that you subscribe to and share the podcast. And if possible, for my Apple Podcast users, please rate it and review it, because without your five stars, we ain't getting very far. Yeah, now, if you notice real quick right there, I said we. And that's because, y'all, straight up, this podcast moves, flows, and goes based on you. Your support, your listens, your shares, all of that good stuff. And so the reason I say that is because I just found out last night before I recorded this podcast um, that, y'all, this podcast, Crock-Pot Conversations, has officially hit three continents. Yes, three continents. Three out of seven continents, which means we are global. We are global. Man, we're being heard in places like Kenya and uh, the Netherlands and uh, San Juan in Puerto Rico and places in Mexico and all throughout the United States and, and, and Canada. And so, man, I am just floored by the reach and I hope and pray that this podcast is, uh, is is being a blessing to you. All right. And so we're only this is episode 22. And so we're only uh, 22 episodes in uh, five months in. And I think it's only the beginning. Right. And so, uh, as I said, it's, it's episode 22. And, it, and it's great that that I just found out um, this information about, you know, being going global now and just kind of having the reach that we do. Because I want to do something today with this episode that I've been wanting to do for a while now, and that is answer some of your questions. Um, I get questions on a pretty frequent basis, and sometimes the questions I get are just so good that it's probably safe to say that the people asking them aren't the only ones that have them. And so with that being said, I want to use this episode to answer on air some good questions I've been asked. Um, especially since starting this podcast. And so, um, of course, the identities of the of the questioner will be completely confidential because at the end of the day, that's not important. All right. What's important is you get the answer to what you're asking. And if you ask that, you know who you are and hopefully it'll also benefit tons of other people as well. All right. So with that being said, let me get in a quick word from Anchor and I will be right back to answer your questions on the other side. All right. Sit tight. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, welcome back to Crock-Pot Conversations, episode 22. And again, today's episode is all about answering your questions. And so without further ado, uh, let's just get to it. All right, I've, uh, I've got five questions that I picked just kind of at random. All right, so, uh, so here we go. Uh, question number one comes from my hometown, good old Birmingham, Alabama. And the listener asks, how do you deal with when your purpose changes, do you keep pushing or do you change accordingly? Well, that's a great question. Um, and now let me say this low key, cause see purpose questions, um, with, with this question, I'm a little mad at you for asking this, um, because in the fourth quarter of 2019, I held three different sessions on the subject of purpose. 
and you should have been in one because you would have got the answer to this. But it's all good. I'm just messing with you. Um, to answer your question, here's my thought on that. When your um, when your purpose changes, how do you deal with that? How do you keep pushing it? How do you or do you change accordingly? Um, so here's my thought on it. I'm a firm believer that your purpose does not change. Yeah, your purpose does not change. That's my belief. Now, for example, I truly believe that my purpose is to help others live a life of purpose on purpose. That's something I think I'll be doing for the rest of my life. Now, what might change is the mechanism or the medium um, by which I accomplish the purpose. But I don't think my purpose will change. If it does, then it may not have been my purpose to begin with. Because, see, I think purpose is a lifelong thing. But the way in which you achieve it or um, share it with the world, that might change. All right, for, for example, to, just to give you another one, um, if somebody believes that helping to rid the world of injustice is their purpose, then they may become a lawyer. All right. But then over time, they may find themselves either being elected or appointed to a judgeship. And then after, you know, years of being a judge and, you know, displaying uh, compassion and mercy and, and being just on the bench, they may feel the urge to try and create or help create uh, the next generation of advocates like they were. And so they may choose to go and teach law. So understand the purpose of helping to rid the world of injustice, that didn't change. But the way in which they did it, that evolved. All right. And so so hopefully that makes sense to you. I don't think your purpose changes. I think maybe the way in which you carry it out, um, I think that can evolve. All right. Um, question number two comes from the great state of Washington. Shout out to Washington. Um, and this listener says, I'm in a committed long-term relationship. My significant other has been working in his job for a while now. While me, on the other hand, I'm exploring something new because I'm really trying to find my purpose and do something I love. Uh, my boyfriend says, because of that, I'm flaky and I'm indecisive. And to be honest with you, I got offended when he said that to me. Am I really indecisive and am I doing something wrong by going this route? Wow, uh, that's another good question. And and so uh, just flat out, let me say, absolutely not. <laughs> you're not wrong and you're not being indecisive. Here's the thing. Some people identify what they want to do, um, find a job and start making money and are perfectly fine. They just kind of ride it out. They're good to go. Then there are some people who, no matter how good the job is or how much money they're making, they can still feel like there is a void, right? And so uh, if you're feeling that void, if you're feeling like there's a void there, then you absolutely owe it to yourself to explore every opportunity you can to achieve your purpose. Now, that doesn't mean to be irresponsible and quit job after job and all of that, but it does mean that in order to figure out what fulfills you, understand first why it fulfills you and then find a way to do it. Now, maybe that means you you, you do it on the side. Maybe uh, it, it's in the form of, of a full-time job. But the thing to remember is if there is no fulfillment, then there is really no success, right? And so you'll never be content. You'll never be fulfilled until you do that, which plugs that um, empty spot, so to speak. And, and, and real quick, this is 
kind of kind of on the side, but a part of what you asked in your question, what you mentioned in your question, uh, it's going to be very important for you to have somebody by your side who is supportive of your endeavors. All right. And so if you and your boyfriend have a conversation about this and he still just thinks that you're just flaky and indecisive, then I'd even start to kind of wonder if this is the right person to be walking on this journey with you. All right. Hopefully that helps you out a little bit. All right. Question three comes all the way from New York. All right. And uh, New York says or ask, what do you do when the person who you've looked up to as a model and someone whose work you've admired? What do you do when that person ends up being a fake or being not who you thought they were? Wow. Okay, that's 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 heavy. And um, and in some ways it's unfortunate. But here's the thing. All of us are flawed, right? All of us have our flaws and our issues. And the minute you get caught up in the cult of personality, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. All right. So so let me ask you a question. Does their work speak for itself? Or in other words, does their work make a positive impact? Now, that isn't to say just disregard people's actions and behavior, but it is to say don't put people on a pedestal, all right? Because we can do some jacked up stuff and all of us have skeletons in our closet and all of us have hidden sins that we're ashamed to admit and all of us have some areas that we'd probably be petrified to expose. But that doesn't mean that we can't also do good work, all right? People are complex. And even those people that you hold up as amazing can have moments of assholery. Excuse the expression, just, just being blunt. Um, look, I, we're complicated. And so I get how you might be disappointed when someone you look up to isn't as great as you thought they were. But what I'd say is this. Try your best to give them room to simply be human. All right. Meaning. Just acknowledge the fact that we live an existence of good and bad, not or. Um, we help and hurt, not help or hurt. No, we, we we unfortunately can do both. We can be nice and nasty at times. It's it's, it's unfortunate, but that's, that's that's real life. And so, look, I would hate to be judged on my worst experience, and I'd also hate to be judged by my best experience. Why? Because the real me lies somewhere in between those two extremes. All right. Hopefully that helps you out a little bit. All right. Question four. I'm going back home to Birmingham. And this listener asked, um, if there was a formula to consistency, what would it include? That's a loaded question. Um, Now, look, while I'm sure that formulas for consistency can and will vary, Um, A few things I think have to be present if you want to achieve consistency. One, you got to have a belief in what you're doing, plain and simple. You got to believe in what you're doing. Um, Secondly, you got to have an input that matches your desired output. And what I mean by that is um, your work ethic has to make sense for the level that you want to be on. All right. And and last but not least, uh, you got to have the frame of mind to take doors being closed in your face to mean not that you should quit, but that you should actually start work, start work on building your own house so that you never have to knock on their door again. 
Yeah. Now, those aren't all the elements of the form- formula, but I think if you can kind of grasp those three, then I think you might be starting to operate from a place of consistency. All right, let's go to um, question five. Uh, let's go fifth and final question right here. And this one comes from um, an entrepreneur, a small business owner in Phoenix, Arizona. Shout out to Phoenix. And this person says, how do you handle it when people who said they would support you don't support you? Like, what should you do? Great question, man. And that's something I've experienced on my journey uh, more times than I care to admit. Um, And so first off, what I'd say to you is make sure that the reason they're not supporting you is not your fault. All right. In other words, um, you know, make sure that you look inward. All right. To see if something that you're doing might be creating a barrier or causing issue. All right. Um, Now, once you do that and you determine that you've done nothing wrong, then by all means, keep pressing. All right. Don't don't get caught up on flaky folks because you're going to deal with them throughout your journey. It's it's just a part of it. Um, And also, but but, well, you know what I'd say more importantly, do your best to do what you do in such a way that you don't even miss the people who flaked on you because the quality of your work has attracted other people that you didn't even know were checking for you. Right. So so you stay consistent. You stay faithful to what it is you've been called to do. And if you do that, I firmly, firmly believe that everybody who's supposed to ride with you, God will bring them to you. All right. And so instead of crying over who is not there, clap for the ones who are. All right. Uh, and you know what? I'll go ahead because these are I mean, these are some awesome questions. I'll go ahead and throw one more in there for good measure. Uh, let's see. This one comes from... Miami. Shout out to Miami. And this person asked, when is it foolish and when is it faith? Like, at what point do I give up and move on? And what point do I hang in there and keep believing that things will change for the better? Man, that is a big question. And that's one that I'm sure tons of people have asked over and over again. And so the best way that I can answer this is in the form of a question. And so the question is this, whatever it is you're trying to figure out about whether or not to move on from, are you giving up because it's too hard or are you giving up because it's not something you're passionate about? For example, when I was in high school, um, I played basketball throughout middle school, was was, was good at it. I got to high school um, was scared to try out my ninth grade year. And then my dad pretty much, he was like, Hey, you know, we, we, we don't do scared. And so turn around my sophomore year, I tried out for the team and, and I made it. Um, and before the season got started. And I think after I maybe went to like one or two practices, if I even did go to practice, um, I ended up quitting the team. Now, wasn't because it was too hard because I had made the team. I proved that I that I could play on that level and, and, and be there. Um, but I just simply wasn't passionate about playing organized ball anymore. I had um, my sights on doing some other things. And so it was a tough decision. Um, a lot of people didn't understand it at the time, but um, I look back on it and, and you know, I think it's safe to say it was the best decision I could have made. 
Um, not to say that I, you know, wouldn't have been successful and things wouldn't have been great if I played ball, but um, I, I don't regret not playing basketball in high school. All right, and so, so that being said, I can't speak for God, but something I believe in my bones is that when, when, when it's God and when it's all, when, it, when it's in it, uh, when God is in it, then it's something that you just believe to your core. Like you feel crazy moving on from it because it's almost like to give up on it is to give up on breathing. And I didn't feel that about basketball. When I gave it up, I was like, man, you know, I might, I, I think I'll miss it, but you know, all right, cool. Let's on to the next thing. And so whatever it is you're aspiring to do, um, I want you to know this. It may not be easy because most things that, that are worthwhile are not easy, but it definitely won't be easy to quit. If you can just quit it and not look back, then I think it was it's safe to say that it was probably nothing to you in the first place for real. Um, but before you say that you're going to just hang on in faith and keep believing, um, make sure that these three boxes are checked. Number one, does this thing that you're trying to do, does, does it glorify God? Number two, does it benefit more than just you? And number three, do you have the capacity to do what it is you're trying to do? All right. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, are you financially or physically in a position to keep pursuing this thing? Because if not, then there might be a sign that it's time to maybe move on to something else. All right. Sometimes faith can look foolish, but if you've got the ability and a burning desire to do it, and if it benefits other people and if it glorifies God, then I think it's safe to say that uh, you may be operating more in faith than in foolishness. All right. Hope that helps. All right. So to everybody who submitted a question, man, thank you all so much for taking the time to do so. Um, I hope that you got a little more insight into your question and you've got a better idea of kind of what to do to maybe move forward in that area. Um, if you didn't submit a question this time, but you want to submit one for the next time I do uh, the, uh, the Your Questions Answered podcast episode, feel free to either DM me on um, any of my social media or shoot me an email at contact at anthonydsparks.com. All right. That being said, that's the episode, good people. Uh, if you've got anything from it, please take a second to subscribe, share, rate, and review. And last but not least, if you'd like to contribute to support the podcast, just click on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Of course, no contribution amount is too big, but also know that no amount is too small. It's all appreciated, all right? Thank y'all so much for rocking with me. I'm looking forward to next week, and I hope y'all are too. I'm going to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.